Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Doug is here. And today, this is a treat because we're knocking on the door thinking about spring We're going to spend this entire hour giving you a chance to phone in and get all of your gardening questions answered. So that number is 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Let's have you start calling right now with all of your gardening questions because spring is just around the corner. So call us everything you're planning on doing, things that you'd like to experiment with. And if you're a first-time gardener, this is your opportunity to get in early and get some questions answered by Doug. So all of your gardening questions the entire hour. Number is 866-391-1020. And as we always do, we begin by giving you the opportunity to win a gift certificate to Sorgles in Wexford. That number is 412-922-1020. The 10th caller wins that gift certificate from Sorgles. 412-922-1020. So, Doug, you and I... All calls all the time up until 8 o'clock today, so it should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'd love to talk to you. It doesn't even have to be a garden question. Who inspired you to garden? Why do you garden? And are you growing anything different this year? And what are you growing that's done really well for you in the past? I'd love to hear from you. I was inspired by my grandmother. And uh, when I was six, seven years old, visiting her, and she was working in the garden, working in this she, this place between the two houses she called a gully and had her tomato plants in there and she was teaching me all about that and I went back home and asked my mother can we have a vegetable garden and she said sure and so we dug it up and you know put some tomatoes and peppers in and did pretty good out there in the full sun so who inspired you to garden Uh, lots to talk about before we get going You can sign up for my free weekly newsletter. It's got all sorts of tips and tricks. I'm having fun putting that together, jokes, (laughs) lots more. You'll never miss anything I'm I'm doing if you subscribe. And I'm also doing weekly online gardening classes. They're absolutely free every Thursday at 5 o'clock for Farm to Table by Fresh by Local. This week is going to be fun because it's all about indoor gardening projects for kids and one of the students that's in the sh- in the class, uh, I found out last week, is somebody that I did a story on, uh, Judy Ridgway, 
She runs this thing called Kids Corner in Ligonier, and it's really a cool garden uh, for kids. And so I'm going to talk with her, kind of interview her for the first five minutes of the class. It's going to be fun. And I am announcing a brand new trip today. (laughs) I have dreamed my whole life of seeing Iceland uh, since I was a kid. I don't know why. I think it was something when we were in school. And... (laughs) I had my bubble burst uh, when I was a teenager as one of my friend's mothers, when I told her my dream to see Iceland, she said, Iceland, that's just a big, cold rock. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And as I've uh, got older and been traveling all around, (laughs) taking people all over the world, uh, I found what an amazing place Iceland is. And I was right when I was a kid that... uh, uh, I should go see Iceland. We're going to go see, uh, hopefully, the Northern Lights, two national parks. Blue Lagoon, believe it or not, is still open even today, uh, regardless of volcanic activity. And we're going to see lots of other cool stuff. Now, I am doing a webinar all about the trip this Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Again, all the information is at dougoster.com. And this is one of the least expensive trips I've ever offered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Iceland, come with me. We're going to have a ball. So we're only about three weeks away from our outdoor planting, from planting our peas on St. Patrick's Day. And so I'm getting excited. Driving in today is beautiful sunrise behind me and moonset in front of me. I've got lots of little things popping up in the garden. Number one is snowdrops. This is kind of the time of the year where you look around and uh, you're like, okay, what's coming up? Where do I need more stuff? We're planning already for fall planting. Uh, And so we're taking a look at what's going on, what's coming up. And last year, I told you, I had planted all these bulbs really late, way too late, and they didn't even have this process called vernalization they're supposed to have, which just means cold treatment. They're supposed to be cold for, you know, most of the winter. The bulbs, you plant them in September, they stay cold, and then they pop up. Well, I had left them in my office. I was procrastinating. I finally planted them. It was, you know, maybe about mid-February, which again is way too late, and all the bulbs actually bloomed, but they bloomed way too late out of their season. And so right now I'm I'm seeing my guess was well the next year when they go through this cycle of uh, vernalization they'll be on time, and so that's what's happening. Uh, another plant that I've always wanted to to grow is called winter aconite, and has these little yellow flowers this time of the year, right with the crocus. And so I looked the other day and I saw that they were coming up, and that is just such a good feeling. And so I am looking. As we go through the spring season, the bulb season, at where I need to add bulbs, because you'll never remember, you know, take some pictures, throw them on your phone, and then you'll know when we get to fall, uh, when we order our bulbs. Now, I got an appearance coming up uh, next Sunday with my friend Andy Amrine from True EV True Value. We'll be at the South Hills Home Show at the Cool Springs Sports Complex. That's next Sunday, 2 p.m., I will be talking about creating your greatest garden ever and giving away these seeds. They are one I talk about all the time. I've been giving them away since 2000. It's the Limba Legacy Potato Top Tomato. I'll have seeds for everybody if you want to grow that one. The idea is you grow this 
harvest the seeds and send them back. And I gave you all the instructions on how to do that. And so years and years ago, it was 2000, I was working at the Post-Gazette at the time, and I got a call from Fred Limbaugh, who told me all about this amazing tomato that his father grew, that his grandfather grew. Uh, And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. And he convinced me to come out to his house in Robinson to take a look. And I came out there, and, and he had these beautiful, beautiful tomato plants. I mean, three foot tall, and, and their, their stems were as thick as my thumb, and their roots were wrapped in newspaper. He had this little cold frame down uh, on this kind of uh, valley area behind his house. It was steep to get down there. And I tried them out, and I loved the tomato. It was this big, ugly, pink beefsteak. Uh, he'd been given away for years. He was a streetcar conductor. And if you showed any interest in gardening, when the time was right, when you got off the streetcar, Fred would, would give you a tomato plant or you'd stop by the place to pick up a tomato plant. Then he called them just potato top because the foliage uh, looks like a potato. There's lots of tomatoes that have that kind of foliage. And then he was a, a Pat bus driver, same thing. Then he retired, became a youth baseball coach, the same thing. He was known for these tomatoes. And the funny thing was he didn't like tomatoes, but he just loved the fact that people, once you would grow this potato top, you you always came back to him because you always wanted that amazing thin-skinned and old-fashioned flavor tomato. And so while I was working at the Post-Gazette, I just thought, gosh, what is going to happen when Fred passes away? And this happened several years ago, Fred passed away. How is this tomato? It'll just disappear. And so I started putting a little thing in the paper. Hey, if you'd like to try this out, send in, you know, self-addressed stamped envelope. I'll send you the seeds back. Uh, we'll be doing that uh, soon. But if you just come to the South Hills, check out my show at 2 o'clock at the uh, South Hills Home Show. I'll just give you the seeds right there and the instructions. But, yeah, people would grow them and send them back, and I'd get thousands and thousands of letters back. It was nuts. It was actually, you know, when the newspapers were at their peak, I would put that thing in the paper, and seriously, then the next Monday, I'd put it would be in the paper on Saturday, and by next Monday, the, the letters would start coming in, and by the end of the week, I would have boxes of letters on my desk, and uh, my family used to help, help help me stuff those envelopes. Then uh, the Penn Hills Garden Club worked with me for years and years because it was just it was overwhelming. But it's a great tomato. And I'd love you to try it. I'd love to see you, you know, Andy and I together again. It'll be a lot of fun. So next Sunday, 2 o'clock, creating your best garden ever, South Hills Home Show. As soon as we come back from the break, it's going to be your calls. So hang on there. I see we've got a couple calls on there, Rob. And love to talk to people. Right, Rob? Absolutely. 866-391-1020. Thank you again, Pittsburgh, for your generosity supporting the KDK Radio Warmathon presented by MediConnect. Benefiting Dollar Energy Fund, this year we were able to raise $158,958, which helps 441 local families, thanks to your donations. Brought to you by Bill Few Associates, Allegiant Community Federal Credit Union, Julian Gray Associates, Levin Furniture, Phil DeLacente and Associates, and Levin Furniture. Your gardening questions welcome now at 866-391-1020. All right, so if you have a question about gardening or who inspired you to garden, Doug would love to hear from you. It's your calls up until 8 o'clock, 866-391-1020. Here's Charlie up first on KDK. Good morning, Charlie. Morning. How's, how are you doing today, Doug? Everything's going good. How are you doing? Good. On my way to church this morning. All right. Got a question for you. 
Okay. I've been getting a lot of videos on my Instagram about different combinations of cinnamon and baking soda and white vinegar to use on my plants. Your your opinions about that? You know, I really I can't say that they're wrong, but I always recommend that use something that's been released commercially that's been tested uh, because it always ends up where people don't mix it up right. Uh, is it, you know, there's no science behind it. It always worries me. I don't ever want to risk my plants. And so I, I have some basic things that I know will work. Number one is just, you know, planting them in compost. Okay. That's right. When it comes to diseases, uh, you know, there's a couple things that we can get commercially that are organic that I know are safe, not only for the plants, but also for, you know, my grandkids. And then right. when, when it comes to pests, the same thing. I want to use something that has been tested and, you know, it's just there's so much on the, the Internet. You know, last year when we had the spotted lanternfly infestation, people were making up some kind of concoction with pine saw and such and you got to think what else is going to get in there what el- what else is going to get to that pine saw or who else is going to get to that and so i think in general i just recommend using tried and true safe products that that's what i'm thinking okay good what are you going to gr- what are you going to grow this year that's special uh i'm still kicking that around <laughs> I'm limited on space now, so I gotta see what I can do. I tried potatoes last year for the first time, and I had good success with it. Did you grow them in containers? Is that how you did it, or how yeah. did? You... Yeah, that's yeah, I put them in containers. That's a good way to do it. Uh, and then you know there are a lot of uh, tomatoes and other plants that are bred to give you a normal sized fruit, but the plant stays small. So look for those, you know, sometimes they'll call it a patio tomato or uh, a a bush uh, cucumber, something like that. That way you can use uh, your space to your advantage. And grow up. Grow. Yeah. Grow up, Charlie. No, grow vertically. (laughs) Grow vertically. Grow vertically. That that helps me, too, to to add space. You know, if you can grow your vine crops up some kind of obelisk or trellis or whatever you've got, that'll save you some space, too. All right. All right. Thanks. I'll let you know that my gnat problem is just about solved. Yeah, poor Charlie had uh, fungus gnats. Tell him, Charlie. Tell him how bad it was because the picture is uh, is is indicative worth a of. Words. Say it again. It's the picture was worth a thousand gnats. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a thousand gnats. Now, how have you combated those fungus gnats? I put I put on fly paper. And that worked great. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of uh, just stand there at the window and just keep popping them, kill them off that way. And I uh, used a little bit of insecticidal soap, and that seemed to work, too. And then kept those plants dry, too, right? Oh, yeah, I kept them dry. It's been two weeks now. So I'm about ready to try watering them, but I'm still holding off. They're still in good shape yet. Charlie and I see each other a couple times in person a year, and we always get a picture together. So I hope you're coming to the home show uh I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we'll talk soon, Charlie. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. If you want to talk to Doug, gardening, who inspired you to garden, 866-391-1020. We have lines available. We would love to hear from you. We're in this mode until 8 a.m. this morning. Here's Jane in Bell Vernon on KDKA. Good morning, Jane. Um, good morning, Doug. Um, I have, I, I'm, I'm 
calling to ask about treatment. I have um, Christmas cactus, mm-hmm. and they have white um, bugs that are crawling in the ground. So how big would you say they are, or, and do they get onto the plant? Real tiny. Part of, no, they seem to be just in the ground. And are they fuzzy, or are they more like a... Can you kind of explain what they look like, or are they so small that you can't really see them? You just see them moving. You see them moving. They're they're real skinny, and they're, I don't know, maybe an eighth of an inch. Okay. So here's what I would recommend as a safe treatment for them. Uh, is something called, there's two things that we use, either insecticidal soap, which is just what Charlie was talking about that he was using to deal with his fungus gnats, or horticultural oil. Now, these two things are something that we get at a local nursery. Uh, uh, You might be able to find them maybe at hardware store, uh, but the local nursery will always have them. And what it does... Horticultural what? It's called horticultural oil. And basically what happens is you spray it onto the insect. It coats the insect with this light oil, and it's a special type of oil. You can't use any oil. This is a food grade, uh, you know, vegetable type oil. It's again, just like we were talking to Charlie about the the different things that people always use on on pests in their home. You want to use something that is true, tested, safe, and that's why we use you, you know, in a spray bottle of one of these things is going to be about eight bucks, and so, and you're going to have it for however long you need it, and you have to get it on the actual insect itself. And that's the trick, because I would also tell you to really look carefully at that plant and look at the undersides of the leaves of the Christmas cactus to be sure those aren't crawling up onto the leaves. And then you you cover them with either that insecticidal soap or the horticultural oil, which is something that is safe for us. Uh, And that's important, too. We don't want to put anything on there that, that, you know, might make us sick or, or could harm the plant. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, 866-391-1020. Here's James and Elizabeth. James, you're on KDK. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I heard you talking to the lady about the Christmas cactus. Uh-huh. I grow those things, too, and I don't have no problem with them. The only thing I have a problem with, instead of blooming at Christmas time, they bloom at Thanksgiving. Mine's blooming right now. When did yours bloom? <clears throat> Mine bloomed at Thanksgiving. It's got it's got little tiny buds or leaves that are coming out now. I don't know what they are. They may be flowers, but mine blooms at Thanksgiving, and it's in full bloom. I mean, this thing is, uh, I don't know, plant's got to be 15 years old, and it's its big. And when it blooms, I mean, it just fills that one little corner just with flowers. I did a story on one that was like 100 years old that, oh know, my goodness. Yeah, that they kept going, you know, yeah. As a family tradition, and then one time it was in like an unheated room, and it got so cold that it almost died. Uh, the the other thing that you can do with um, Christmas cactus, if you're interested, since you have a big one, when it's done blooming, you can just kind of take off those little end parts and put them in soil, and they'll root up, and you'd have even more Christmas cactus if you want more Christmas cactus. Well, the way I do it is, uh, the guy told me, he says, Snip back three leaves, mm-hmm. no less than three leaves. 
Listen, uh, James, I know you wanted to talk about potatoes, so we're just about out of time. So let me put you on hold, and we'll kind of come back to you right out of the news at the bottom of the hour. But if anybody has any questions about gardening, who inspired you to garden, looking towards the gardening season, now would be a great time to call. Uh, Doug's going to take your calls up until 8 o'clock, and we have some lines available, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. When the weather turns bad, turn to KDK Radio Storm Center. We'll keep you up to date with traffic delays, school closures, and important weather information every time we activate KDK Radio Storm Center brought to you by Mr. Reuter. Call 412 Reuter 2, Generator Super Center, Ireland Contracting, and 100.1 FM and 1020 AM KDKA. Rob's got the news next, and then we're back with more of the Organic Garden with Doug Oster today on KDKA. Good morning. All right, number to dial to talk to Doug about gardening. And today's topic, the theme is Who Inspired You When It Comes to Gardening? 866 391 1020. 10th caller wins that gift certificate to Janoski's at 412-922-1020. All right, James, I know you wanted to talk about potatoes, so one potato, two potato, you're on. Go ahead. Three potato, four. <laughs> well, I started uh, in, in the area I live, Elizabeth Township. It's become infested with deer. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. hardly grow tomatoes without putting a giant fence around there. So I started growing tomatoes here, not tomatoes, but potatoes about uh, 15 years ago. And I, I was just right about the time to put potatoes in, too, right after St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, I, you dig these potatoes, I have a rototiller that digs down maybe a trench, maybe six, seven inches deep. And the, the potatoes that you get, you get potato seeds, and you wait till they get eyes on them. Then you cut the potato in sections, so each section has an eye on it. Take those sections, that's your seed. Take them, put them in the bottom of this trench about, I don't know, foot apart, and go along there and just cover them over and just let Mother Nature do the thing. When it gets warm enough, you'll see the little sprouts coming up through. And My garden, when it gets to be at full growth, it looks like a jungle. Hmm. I mean a jungle. I picked potatoes last year. In August, okay, I gave them to every neighbor around me, as many as they wanted. And I still got about a bushel full of these potatoes left in my garage to eat. Wow, <laughs> they you, store that well. Yeah, well, my garage is about it's about 60 degrees. I mean, you can't okay. really put them in a the heated garage. but they got to be cool. cool. But yeah, it's, it's to the point right now that they're starting to get... Uh, eyes on them and i'm even thinking about it hey if i can hold off another couple of weeks i'll just use these potatoes to plant for this year there's there's enough air is there any special variety or type that you're you're I, doing i i grow i grow kennebex okay so like, sort of like a white potato and then uh two years ago i decided to grow red potatoes don't ask me what kind but i mm-hmm. i went to the store and got red potatoes and these red potatoes got just as big as what the white potatoes did. I, I thought red potatoes would be be small, but these things were just about the same size as the white potatoes, and they tasted just as good. So, And you don't have think, to do any of that, like, hilling up or anything like that? You oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, you start, when you start rototilling, you dig a ditch, or you can take a, a hoe and just scratch something. But it's, you make it deep, okay? And you put the, 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 the tomato down in there with the eye up. Fill it in, and then as you don't start hilling it, you don't start hilling them until they pop out of the ground. And then when they pop out of the ground, as they're growing, you just keep pulling the dirt up on the sides, each side, and 
and just leave them go until you run out of dirt. <laughs> and then how do you know when it's time to harvest? Uh, you'll see the potatoes will get flowers on them. If they don't get flowers on them, they're not going to get any potatoes. But that's it, never happened to me. Mm-hmm. The potato plants it looks like a, it looks like you're out in the yard. You remember when they would put clo- clover in your yard or, yep. or seeds yep. in that, and you would get that white hue on it. That's what these plants look like. You're growing there, and they are all covered with white flowers. Then you see the bees coming, they're flying around everywhere, and then the flowers will drop off after that. Uh, then they, if you want little potatoes, dig them up about two weeks after that. If you want bigger potatoes, two or three weeks after, you want giant potatoes, just leave them in there till fall. <laughs> Do you ever harvest those little ones, those new potatoes that haven't really, uh, the, the skin hasn't really toughened up yet? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, the potatoes that I grow, even the biggest ones, you you can put that in your hand and you first take it out of the ground. You put that in your hand and take your finger and rub it on the skin and the skin will just come off. Yeah. <laughs> it's so soft and easy, easy to do. I mean, there's no hard peeling on it or anything. But if you, you leave them, put them in your garage for a while, then you got to peel them. They don't have that soft skin anymore. And to answer your question... That's what I really wanted to grow when I put the red potatoes in. I wanted to get small. Oh, James, it just dropped. Darn it. Nobody touched anything. Something happened. Something happened. James, feel free to call back uh, to finish the story if you'd like. Since he did bring up deer, I wanted to talk a little bit today about deer resistance because, as I've been saying the last uh, few months, years, I don't know, but it's bad now for me anyway. It's really awful. And so number one thing is some kind of physical barrier, and that usually means surrounding a certain plant with that deer netting. You know, I'm using tomato uh, steaks and deer netting around plants. They're eating everything. Next are the sprays, the repellents. The one I use is Bobex, uh, but there are tons of great ones. I know uh, Sorgles has one. Uh, that people come from all over to get. It's kind of mint-based. I use that one, too. Uh, And actually, on the side here, I don't know if you heard the ad, but the pruning demonstration that they're doing at Sorgles on March 3rd, that is something, if you want to learn how to prune, go to that class because I've seen it it demonstrated that way. And once you see uh, Randy and his team and how they prune trees. You'll know how to do it on your garden. All right, back to the deer. I'm using Bob X. There's lots of different things you do. And then it's about growing things that they don't like to eat. And so I've posted a bunch at DougOster.com, uh, both perennials and shrubs. Let's talk about the shrubs. And one of my number one plants that, that I love that I actually inherited on my property is when I moved in 20-some years ago is the uh, Japanese Pieris. Uh, it's called Pieris japonica. And it's a beautiful evergreen shrub. It has these little bell-shaped flowers that when they're in their prime, they smell like honeysuckle. And at least in my garden, the deer have never touched this plant. And it has a wonderful exfoliating bark. It's just a, a cool plant. And, you know, breeders have done so much with this plant that, you know, the new growth can be like, bright red. There's one called mountain fire where that new growth is bright red. So you're, it's more than a one trick pony. 
you're getting evergreen, you're getting the nice-looking bark, you're getting the flowers uh, that are fragrant, and then you're getting this new growth that has great color. Uh, secondly on my list are different spireas. Uh, there's one spirea that I, I love more than any, any. It was just a gift from uh, uh, a reader, basically, back when I was with the Post-Gazette. Spirea billiardiae. <laughs> it's like billiard with an I-I on the end. And it blooms later than your normal, like, uh, bridal wreath type spirea. Uh, but there's so many different types of spireas there. And again, you know, the deer in my garden are walking right by there. And so when I say that about the walk in my garden walking right by there, you never know what they're going to eat, especially when it's young deer. They'll try anything. And that's what I've got, three young deer that are just like trying everything to see what you're allowed to eat. Uh, so the Spirea billiardii, uh, it blooms later in the summer. It has these uh, about four inch long, kind of pinkish, almost purple, kind of a dark pink flowers. Uh, I just I absolutely love it. It's tough as nails. It grows anywhere. Uh, third on the list is a shrub called Caria with a K. It's a monster, you know, eight foot, nine foot by nine, something like that. Early spring bloomer. I talk about it all the time. Orange, yellow, double flowers. Blooms at the very end of the daffodil season. Uh, it the One of the reasons I love that one is... It has this weeping habit, and the tips of the branches will touch the ground and root, and then you'll get another plant. I've got six or eight carriers from that first one. Next is inkberry, holly, winter berries. Now, I say holly. I was walking in the house the other day, and there's a deer out there nibbling on the holly, believe it or not. Viburnums are another great one that are deer resistant. Uh, there are some really fragrant versions of viburnum, uh, sometimes called Korean spice bush. Uh, super fragrant. Uh, love that. Viburnums are really easy to grow. This one's off the beaten path called Heptacodium. Again, these are all listed at dougoster.com. So, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're hearing all these weird names like Spirea, Carias, Pieris, Heptacodium, uh, sometimes called seven sunflower, S-O-N, uh, is another great exfoliating bark, late blooming with white fragrant flowers that uh, turn red eventually. Uh, tree shrub. Um, next is Carolina sweet shrub. Uh, and there are many different cool varieties of that. Again, these are things that never have been touched by deer that are unprotected in my garden. And finally is one called Bottle Brush Buckeye. It is, a, it, talk about a monster. It's huge and has these white flowers that look like a bottle brush. Coming up after this break, we'll have a chance to take a couple of more calls. So gardening and who inspired you in gardening, whatever you'd like to talk about with Doug, give us a call, 866-391-1020. Soups and stews coming up next hour on the Coons Cooking Hour. It's your Pratt Pack for a Sunday on KDKA. It's the final few of the organic gardening, so we'll get some news and notes from Doug. If you want to jump in here, 866-391-1020, and then Rob's back with the news at 8. And then there's always something good cooking, soups and stews today on the Coons Cooking Hour with Frank Dentisi on KDKA. Doug? I'll be appearing next Sunday with my friend Andy Amrine at the South Hills Home Show. That's at the Cool Springs Sport, Sports Complex. Next Sunday, 2 o'clock, uh, be talking about creating your best garden ever and giving away some really cool tomato seeds, that Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top Seed. Also, uh, you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter. 
Lots of tips, tricks, stories, ideas, jokes, and much, much more. Never miss anything. And Thursdays, 5 o'clock, I'm doing a free online class. This week it's all about indoor gardening projects and my latest trip. I'm going to Iceland. All the information is at DougOster.com. Let's continue talking about the deer. And so, again, I've posted all these perennial plants at DougOster.com so that you don't have to write them down or try and remember them when you're listening to me. First on the list that, again, in my garden have never been touched, uh, Helleborus. And so there's two different Helleborus, and I talk about them all the time. One blooms in the winter, which is just finishing up now. The blooms have turned from white to pink. They're beautiful. And now the spring-blooming hellebores called the Lenten Rose, those are just starting to bloom now. And occasionally you'll see a young deer come and try and nibble on the flowers, but they don't like them. Uh, next on the list is something called Longwort. Uh, and beautiful variegated foliage with blue and pink flowers, ground-hugging plant. Again, they've never touched it. And if you need something for dry shade, look at a plant called Epimedium. They have heart-shaped leaves, indestructible, uh, sometimes white flowers, sometimes purple, sometimes yellow. Epimedium is, is just a great, you know, people are always asking me, what can I grow under <laughs> pine tree or maple tree? And I just say a bench. That's about the only thing. But epimedium is something you could stick in there. And then my number one perennial, all-time perennial, it only has a Latin name, and I'm always talking about it, Corydalus lutea. Most perennials, when they bloom, they only bloom for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks if you're lucky. Corydalus starts blooming in April and goes all the way through at least November. Beautiful little yellow flowers gray-greenish foliage. In the shade, it gets about 18 inches tall. Out in the sun, it gets about three foot tall. It forms a colony just by throwing seeds. So I have a, a, a listener friend who's growing some tomatoes out for me. Like, I need more tomatoes, <laughs> but it's a variety I really love. And I'm trading her some of this corydalus because it comes up everywhere, but it's not invasive. It, it, it's because it's throwing these seeds everywhere. It's not those underground runners that'll drive you crazy. If you don't like it where it's at, you can just pull it out. It's it's an annual. But I pot them up. I've got several friends I owe some Corydalus lutea to, so I'm, I'm hoping to uh, give those away the, this spring. Next on the list, Lily of the Valley. It's either love it or hate it with Lily of the Valley, and I love it. Uh, you know, when I uh, moved from Ohio here to, to Pittsburgh in 1998, I had a garden column back in Ohio, uh, before I came here to the Post-Gazette. And, you know, people heard I was leaving, and one of the gifts I got was just a little slip of a pink blooming lily of the valley, which at the time was very rare. We I, I'd never heard of it. And now, of course, it's all through this one part of my garden, and every time it blooms, and you know how this is, every time it blooms, I think of the person that gave that to me all those years ago. And I, I just love the pink version, but I've got plenty of the white version too. The reason people hate it is it just, it, it can overtake. It can be a bully. I love it because it comes up, you get that amazing fragrance, uh, and then it just kind of fades away. Uh, next on the list, Meadow Rue. You, know, you might never, never heard of Meadow Rue, but it is a really cool old-fashioned plant can be four or five feet tall, dances in the breeze, has this kind of airy purple or white flower. Clematis, the, the vine, is a great one. 
And uh, lastly on my list, and there are many more besides this, a hearty banana. Go to a nursery this spring and get a hearty banana because all you do is cover it with uh, uh, straw at the end of the year. And then, hey, in the spring it starts coming up. And after a few years, it gets seriously 20 feet tall uh, and comes back year after year after year. I am getting excited for the gardening season. Uh, I have somebody coming to fix my greenhouse finally tomorrow, which I am so thrilled to have that back in operation just in time to get all my seeds started. Now, go to DougOster.com if you got need your questions answered to find out about my upcoming Iceland trip. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, thank you. Stay tuned. News coming up with Rob and then soups and stews, the topic of conversation today. And Dr. Bridget Shufo is here announcing her new product, Fat Away. You're going to really appreciate that information coming up shortly. Then Accurate Solutions at 10, and then two hours at the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show from 11 to 1, all today with your Pratt Pack on KDKA. Good morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.